0: And we're live. What is up, guys? It is Sunday, the 8th of April. It has been a month and a bit since we last had a podcast. However, we're here now and we are joined by the amazing, the wonderful, the always great to talk with Greg Morris.
1: How are you? Um, I don't know what to say after that ridiculously <laughs> long introduction. I've never been called amazing and great to talk to, um, followed by usually being abused. But yeah, it's great. It's always good to talk to you, George. Yeah, I made sure to uh, kick Paul out of this episode just to make sure he
0: couldn't abuse you. I was like, <laughs> yeah, "Where is Paul?" He he couldn't make it today, unfortunately. He was he was thinking about it. Um, he oh, was going I, to, but he it, couldn't it, make it. He, unfortunately,
1: he was he was already booked in at the spray tan place or something like that. I'm <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he actually recently moved as well, so he's been sort of sorting all that jazz out so unfortunately he can't join us uh he did want to say i think he told me to mention um like lack of
1: headphone jack or something like just in passing i can't oh, remember got, what it was i've got plenty of uh, I've got, <laughs> i don't know i don't know pick up your uh your huawei george and tell me if that is that still got a headphone jack this doesn't no um i i use bluetooth <laughs> headphones as well so i don't care either it was, exactly. it was just paul yeah. <laughs> at this point but, yeah exactly have we not have we still not got over this headphone jack thing that was like two years ago. Yeah, no, I, I think he's like
0: standing on his Samsung high horse of uh, a <laughs> headphone jack, and I don't know that's about it, right? At this point, I was just like, <laughs> just just call me in two months when your touch whiz is slowed down. Hi, Paul. Yes. Oh man. So <clears throat> it's been a while since we spoke, um, in part because we haven't had a podcast in a month, and in part because I wanted to get you on like what feels like forever ago. This would have been just before the new year right to
1: talk about when yeah, you yeah, there was, temporary there was quit twitter i forgot um there was once where i think i thought we were doing it earlier than we were and then there was once where i was busy i think the, the one where i forgot was my favorite because you were like where are you i was like ah oh, <laughs> crap
0: <laughs> guy, i kind of forgot it's difficult though because I, I don't want to like i'm not sure if you have this when you have guests on but i don't want to like push people too much because the moment i'm like you know messaging you every two minutes like you're ready right i'm like you know yeah. i like to assume he remembered <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and i was sat there like any second now he's gonna turn up and i'm gonna be like oh i
1: was just being an idiot for like assuming he wasn't going to <laughs> no no it turns out i i, I completely <laughs> forgot but i i uh i can only apologize i have those kind of relationships as well i, I turn up for meetings at work and then people don't turn up. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. I've only driven four hours for the meeting. It's fine. Yeah, no problem. It's fine. When all you want to do is flip tables. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I, I have that, but I'm always, I'm sort of intrinsically 10 minutes late to everything. So, and. You know, oh, right. You've, you've got the same disease as my wife. It's it's like, I think I, I mentioned this like in a vlog I did like a year ago. I think it's a YouTuber thing because I'm yet to see someone vlog and turn up somewhere on time. Like. At the same time. I think those are two mutually exclusive things. Right. Like I'll be, I, cause I was, you know, vlogging that day and I just mm-hmm. didn't turn up on time. I was always like 10 minutes late precisely
1: to everything. Actually, George, I think you were late for, a, for the, on a photo walk. I, I was. Remember, yes. I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, that was, I,
0: I wasn't even late for that. I was actually, um, cause I, I worked like literally just around the corner back then. Mm-hmm. It was, but I couldn't find you guys. Um, it's not like we weren't stood in the middle
1: of a park or, no, or something, or, just, or that someone was be... wearing
0: a bright blue honor shirt. No, that wasn't happening. Yeah,
1: exactly. No, it wasn't that. On the subject all.
0: of uh, branded stuff, you might like to hear this, and I'm gonna—I'll I'll make sure to send you one at some point. Uh, I recently got a bunch of Snappy Tech stickers printed.
1: Uh, yes, so have... I, I would love one for uh, to join my lovely um, Mario sticker on my Ooh. MacBook Pro. I actually, it's looking little... very bare. I have it in the middle of my Chromebook, which I didn't bring up with me. It's downstairs.
0: Um, And that is now covered in stickers. And I have it placed right in the middle. Uh, So it looks like, you know, where the Apple logo would be. That's just a Snappy Tech logo. And then on top of that, I have an Apple logo because, you know, everyone in my house has Apple devices. So Apple stickers were easy to get a hold of. In the top right-hand corner of the device, I have an Apple logo, but it's upside down relative to all other logos. Right. And that's a reference to the fact that I think if you fly the American flag upside down, it's like a sign of distress or something. So I've got like the Apple logo upside down. Just so on...
1: everybody else in your house uses Apple stuff? Yeah. It's literally just me who doesn't. So basically, you're like one of those kids that grows up in an ultra-religious house and just rebels <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. because. That you? is that is part of it, yeah. I'm like, I yeah. refuse
0: to use Apple products. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's bizarre because... I, now that you mention it, I think, you know, let's let's, let's get into uh, the history of George. Let's do this. So, because we used to have a MacBook um, that was like... I'll do my best psychologist voice for you, George. Oh, so God. how does that make you feel? <laughs> we, we used to have a MacBook that we used, um, like, as a main PC for quite some time. Uh, mm-hmm. And we got it, like, we moved to Hong Kong. And live, we lived there for, like, three years. And, you know, Apple stuff was relatively cheap out there um so so we got it whilst out there and when we moved back um the macbook got stolen like within a week of moving to the house we were at before this one um they basically like, broke into our front door like did a clean sweep of the ground floor so they took like a couple of sets of car keys there was some lap there was like a laptop uh what else was down there and you know it was, like some money out of a wallet yeah, got yeah. in the car and then drove got in our car and drove off and so with the insurance money we got off of that, we bought like a Sony VAIO, like 300 pound oh, laptop. Yeah. Now, what I find hilarious is I I was, I already had like a custom built PC at this point. So it had no influence on me. Um, but what I found hilarious was that they were comparing this 300 pound Windows laptop to the MacBook. Now, this laptop mm-hmm. is a like circa, call it 2012. So it wasn't mm-hmm. exactly peak Windows laptops.
1: No. B,
0: it was £300, so it was, you know, like, made entirely out of plastic, and yep. I think it has a 1080p display, it might be 768, um, it's it's still downstairs, like, it's just, like, kicking around. It was really thick, because it had, it was back when they had, like, the full-size, like, DVD drives and everything, <laughs> and I'm just, you know, I'm, in part, I'm sad, there like, guys, like, you you have to at least compare it to a Windows laptop of a similar price, <laughs> like, you can't you can't buy a budget Windows laptop and be annoyed when it doesn't perform,
1: right? Yeah that's ridiculous <laughs> so basically you got the insurance money from them stealing a macbook and you bought uh, literally one of the worst choices you could have made the best part so wh- was so wh- what happened with the car then the, Did they the like be- steal a BMW and you bought like a I don't know a, don't know, a box for? <laughs> it wasn't too far off they stole a BMW
0: <laughs> 5 series um and they stole it because you know it's relatively sizable and relatively quick and they were experts because they like rolled up in a car broke in Nicked for stuff and left, and then like two days later, there was footage of someone like rolling them, like rolling up to a different house, like in our car, yeah. and doing a very yeah, similar yeah. job. So they were, you know, they were experts at this. Um, but so what happened was, you know, that car got nicked, and um, we we got it back, but it was essentially a write-off. So we got the insurance money for it. And my dad bought a two hundred and fifty-pound Ford Focus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which he proceeded to write off within six months because he didn't properly pro- uh, seat the hood. And we were going down the motorway and it popped up. Uh- <laughs> I have no words. I have no words. <laughs> but Yeah, what, what was great is like before they bought the laptop, my dad was being like really smug about like how great a purchase it was. He was like, you know, it's only 300 pounds. It's going to work amazingly. Like this is back when they had like the, it was like, a, I'm pretty sure it was an, a Celeron processor. Like it was. Tr- oh yes. It was the like peak truly pathetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because now you can get. Um, I think I was watching Linus Tech Tips do a video. But they have like six core i nines that you can get in laptops, and those are just ridiculous. Yes,
1: yeah. it's ridiculous now. Yeah, I mean the the um <clears throat> stuff that they're pushing forward. They they seem to have obviously been through two or three years of not really doing much, and now they've just thought, ah, screw it, we'll just do it all. Yeah. I suppose with battery technology and cooling and stuff like that it's it's going um crazy and yet we're still stuck with uh, a core M MacBook. That the Core M MacBook that can't, is e- what... that can't even open like complex
0: spreadsheets very well. The Core M MacBook is something Don't that really happen. confuses me because that thing is not cheap. Um twelve ninety nine, I think. And the best part about that is, you know, it, they, they they always advertise, like, the boost clock, right? They're like, oh, it boosts up to whatever it is, like, 3.4, 3.2, something like that. But if you yeah. look at the clock, rate, it runs at normally. It's, like, 1.8 gigahertz. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. really, guys? You guys are, like, pushing this as a flagship laptop that you can buy and replace practically
1: anything? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, they the, the, the need to get back to the good old days where you could buy a decent-ish MacBook for a grand. Mm. And... And and go from there because uh, well the laptops that uh, they've got the minute uh, are well the less said about them the better let's hope that uh, WWDC brings something or dub dub as yes. we aficionados refer to <laughs> it as
0: yeah because God knows the education event didn't produce anything
1: yeah <laughs> well <laughs> well I the, I the update to the iPads a good update I mean I, I'm I'm really glad that the Apple Pencil is open to more people um but other than that yeah it's it's just not going to make much difference is it
0: yeah and i think pitching as an educational device was what i found most bizarre because the reason that chromebooks are are stealing that market is because like the chromebook i have i have a Acer chromebook 14 and it has been working really well for me it's about six months old but it's got like a full metal build and you know if you look at it from a distance you can kind of mistake it for a macbook but it's like brushed metal instead of just like the generic yeah like whatever um so you know it it looks a lot more expensive than it actually is and they have Mm. dropped that by like 70 pounds so you can buy one for 200 pounds now which is just ridiculous Mm, whereas i can understand using and i know that you use an imac an imac a um ipad pro for a lot of your work now Mm, um yeah and I can understand that, but from an educational point of view, like two nine nine for um for an iPad is you know fair enough. It's two seven nine if you're a teacher or student, you get a nice little discount, um, of twenty quid, which I think is more. I think it makes sense at volume, but if you're a pupil buying a laptop, <laughs> it uh, <laughs> buying a yeah, it's not going to make yeah. a lot of difference, is it? right? Um. But so just for the i, iP- but that's just for the iPad, right? If you want to then type on it, you have to buy a smart cover, and then if you want the app pencil, that's another ninety quid or whatever it is. So the whole package compared to two hundred quid for that laptop just doesn't quite add up to me.
1: Yeah, and it's not just that; it's it's all the tools that go with it. Obviously, being able to just power wash the thingy and reset it back to normal in like a couple of minutes, and yeah. having the um management tools and all those sorts of things available and yeah there are there is now class kit and school work and all that sort of stuff but it it just completely pales in comparison um what they release really is still for those schools that have already adopted um ipads or, or or that sort of thing it's it's really to give them something to kind of upgrade to i don't think they're going to all of a sudden appeal to most of the mainstream schools, certainly not in the UK. I don't know what your experience of school is, George, but uh, there's, there's no way any of the schools that I went to would be able to afford that sort of stuff. Yeah, my... Well, You're going to tell me you went to some really, like, posh... A- actually, now, my yeah? school... You can see my school out of that window right
0: there because I live next door to my old secondary school. Um, and they are... They're, they're relatively high-performing, but they, like most schools in the UK, are very much cash-strapped. Cash yes. And when they got the uh, BBC micro bits which were like the 15-pound mm-hmm. BBC PCs. Not PCs, like Raspberry Pi competitors. You know, yep. those were like 10, 15 pounds. And so they got the first year for free, right? So I think all year sevens got them for free one year. Um, And they were like, oh, these are really great. You know, the students really love them. But we got whatever it was, like 100 of these. We can't afford to buy 100 more next year. Um, mm. So the kids that get them, you know, they're loving them. But, you know, we have a few lying around. I think they bought, like, five or six of them. So you can sort of share it between, like, three or four per class. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they have something like five Raspberry Pis or something. So when you have a yeah. class of, you know, 26 pupils, it's just not enough. Um, they, no. they, and they were running a GoFundMe a, a year or so ago. Um, which I stuck a couple hundred pounds in, trying to raise money to improve school computers because they haven't been improved in, like, eight years, right? So, you know, and, the, and this is enough. supposedly, like, you know, one of the better-off schools. I can't imagine going to a school that is underperforming and trying to, you know, buy iPads for them
1: like it's just yeah um, you... it's, it's it's just never going to happen and and these are the times where we should be really be focused in on on this sorts of things because this is uh the, the kind of boom time isn't it for kids learning to code and mm-hmm. uh introducing um females in, into that sort of thing and, and obviously teaching engineering and all that sort of stuff that goes with it um but they they're cash strapped for everything, aren't they? I mean, physical education equipment and all that sort of stuff is exactly the same. And yeah. no, as much as Apple tried to appeal to that, I think the the event probably did more for those in sort of college and university, and perhaps even in enterprise. To use it for like meetings and stuff like yeah. that, which I which I do, um, rather than schools. I think that's that's really what they they aim to do. I mean, the NHS spends ridiculous amounts of money a year on iPads. It's just crazy. Um, it, the 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 difference when you're buying sort of like you say a hundred things, twenty quid a year will help, but if you can halve it by buying Chromebooks instead. It's a no-brainer, isn't it, and, yeah. and get better management tools and stuff to, to, to go with it. The only issue that I do really worry about, um, and this is the whole reason why Google do it, isn't it? Because th- they do make these promises to to not collect data while it's an education account and all that sort of stuff. Yes. But as soon as you your teacher flags you as kind of left school, it turns into a normal Google account. And obviously then it you get the associations with collecting data. And perhaps at the time you didn't necessarily sign up for that.
0: Yeah, I think at that point, it probably um, th- there needs to be, and I think the right way to go about this would be to, you know... I like to hope that they'd send you an email and say, hey, by the way, yeah. it's no longer an education count, This is what we'll be tracking now. Highly doubt they do that, right? But that'd be the right way to go about it. Um, and yeah, the feeling that, I hope not. that teachers would be like, hey, just so you know, they'll now keep tabs on everything.
1: Mm. I wonder mm. how many... Kids that have used Chromebooks in school, when they leave, they're just like, screw it, I'll just buy a new Chromebook.
0: I don't know, but uh, that would be a really interesting number because I, I bought the Chromebook for not quite meetings because if I'm in a meeting, um, it's they're usually like this, right? So I'm just on my PC, but I bought my mm. Chromebook for uh, when I'm at events because it lasts like 16 hours or whatever ridiculous amount of time. Um, and I usually just need it for like note taking or reading off a Google yeah. Doc, and then on top mm. of that, it's two hundred pounds, and it, I'm an expo, yeah. so if something happens, like it's no big deal.
1: Um, and you can get all those crazy kind of like Acer flips and and all that sort yeah. of stuff now. If you need sort of tablets and all sorts of stuff, and and um, there is actually Chrome OS. Was it was it Acer that had a Chrome OS tablet? Yeah, the, other the
0: week? Chrome OS tab something. But the the most important. The most interesting part of that for me was a it costs the same as an iPad, um, and B that's actually just the start of a wave of Chrome OS tablets expected to launch. Um, so I, I I don't know. I think the Android app support means that I can see that being something that makes more sense because Android on tablets is frankly terrible.
1: Um, yeah, the the, the 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 I haven't seen anybody try and defend it. It's just no. absolutely terrible.
0: Um, like I I can. I can bash Apple's UI on iPads in the sense that like the home screen, like the um what's it called? Springboard. Like the Springboard yes. home screen. Like, because if you have like the massive iPad Pro, it's still five by five, but with massive yeah, gaps. Terrible. Like I can I can bash that, but the rest of it it works great. And the swipe up being different things on different devices kinda sucks. But I really hope that's mm. something they'll fix in, you know, iOS twelve? Is that the next one? Twelve?
1: Yeah. Whew. Mm. Good guess. <laughs> I was like I think it's so. <laughs> 12. Yeah, unfortunately it, it doesn't look likely. Um it looks likely that they've canned all the changes that they were going to make to Springboard. I I just hope they do something like you say on the iPad Pros because it's still ridiculous. There's so much wasted space on there, but the real beauty of the of it is the is the app ecosystem as they call it. Um there's there's still just ridiculous amounts of companies that either develop just for iOS or, and don't even consider anything else or, I, or iOS first or there isn't any just comparison between the features on the apps from one to another. Um, and I don't really know how you'd fix it. I think a lot of companies are kind of scared of the openness of Google yeah, because I, I presume that you can't um, charge a lot for applications and, and talk about subscriptions and stuff when there is the possibility that people just get your app for free anyway.
0: Yeah it's it's definitely difficult and I've seen I've seen companies try to implement forms of DRM and they've worked to yeah you know varying success I think the, the one thing that has helped and I think maybe Google needs to promote this more and I think that what would <clears throat> kind of help with this is you have the option of returning an app within an hour or 30 minutes or something of purchasing it mm, yeah uh, and i think if google pushed that as a try before you buy as opposed to a if you really hate it you can return it um i think that might be a good way of going about it because pe- there there are apps that are free downloads and then you get in and it's like oh yeah cool now make a 2.99 in-app purchase so you can actually use the app now
1: yeah pretty much you used to be able to get away with that quite often I think the EU legislation was um, the iOS app store you could return stuff and just basically ask for a refund within 14 days but they Apple quickly closed that loophole down and just there's like a pop-up now whenever you download something it's like if you download this you are waiving your right to like 14 day exchanges or refunds or whatever so um, they, they, they kind of quickly did that but yeah the 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 I suppose the good thing is, iOS has the options for kind of like freemium stuff. So a lot of things um, take, for example, like Bear, one of the one of the more popular kind of note taking apps. Right. It gives you like a, uh you can download it and use it completely limitless for like two weeks, and then after that it's up to you. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And and more things should be like that because um, quite a lot of things like Things and and all those sorts of things are like twenty pound for the app and people just won't spend that and you try and do that on android and people are just going to go i'll pirate it to test it out quote unquote and then just use the pirate yeah and there's ways and means to get around everything isn't there i know was it clash of clans or whatever used to use like where it used to ping a server to check that your installation was correct and all that sort of stuff but if you reasonably tech savvy you can get around that can't you
0: yeah, and then there were um, things like using – I'm not sure if this is a thing on iOS anymore, but it used to be um, where apps would use their own purchasing servers, like instead of pinging mm. back to Apple's server. Because if you were jailbroken, you could spoof the Apple server. So yes. you'd use your jailbroken app to pretend you made in-app purchases, and you'd throw <laughs> up a fake like payment confirmed from Apple, and it would go, oh, yeah, cool. Um, yeah. So apps started <laughs> using their own IAP servers. And I'm not sure if that's still prevalent on iOS, but I think it is on Android. I'm not
1: entirely sure, to be honest. Um, But there are a couple
0: of developers who do that on Android. um, And then it is sort of... I don't know how they handle subscriptions, to be completely honest with you, outside of getting you to... I I think my biggest experience of this is Pocket Casts. um, Because it is my favorite podcasting app, and I have it for both the Windows version and for my phone. And both of those, like I paid for it through my PC. Like I didn't. It's not like I went into the app and I was like, "Oh yeah, make for four ninety nine or whatever." I paid for it for the mobile version. Um, mm. So I, I'm I'm not sure about that. And then you know, subscription services. <clears throat> I know that companies like Spotify have tried to get away from the Apple subscription thing because yep. they take whatever it is, like twenty percent or something.
1: Yeah, twenty percent in the first year. Yeah.
0: Mm. So I know that spotify have gone actually instead of purchasing it through your phone you can click this link and it'll
1: (laughs) take you to the website and you can do it through there. i think um, yeah i do that with a lot of things i mean something like one password and all that sort of stuff if you you just load up the website and save yourself a bit of money but unfortunately most people and it's spectacularly easier to do it through apple pay because you just kind of put your fingerprint on the thingy or scan your face and uh pay for it yeah, it's um it's a
0: difficult on it. it's good to see that PayPal are trying something similar with their one touch thing. Um it, I again I'm not sure if it's available on iOS or not. Um but because PayPal can access the fingerprint scanner on Oh, I actually no, I assume it works on iOS. I presume um,
1: you can still do it exactly the same. There's no reason why they couldn't authenticate through um face ID or touch ID.
0: Yeah, you just kind of tap the fingerprint scanner and it pays for it through PayPal. Um, and yeah, and then... So actually, on, on, whilst we're talking about the subject of payments, uh something I found really peculiar. Um, they've done this... Google have been rebranding. Um, I, I've, I've seen it misreported in a couple of places, which is why I want to mention it, because um, they've changed Android Pay to Google Pay, and again um yeah
1: they've been that's basically been changed just just rename it there wasn't it oh no it was google wallet before wasn't
0: it yeah it was google wallet and then it was android pay and now it's google pay um and they've done the same thing with their um wear os app so it, it went from um android wear to google wear or wear os depending on which like what watch you have um, and you know the app is more or less the same, but it's now called Wear OS, and mm-hmm. I think this is um, this is related to the cross-platform availability of all of the An- all of the Google stuff, where they don't want to be tied to Android anymore. Because I guess so, yeah. Calling it Android Wear because I think it was something like t- one third of all Android Wear, oh, sorry, yeah, Wear OS iPhone, yeah. watches are on iPhone, so calling it Android Wear doesn't quite fit the bill.
1: And then no, with Google I Pay, mean, you you do use that. You're almost tied in with those green bubble people. I mean, that's you, you, Android. That's what that that's what that means. You're just mm. like, ugh, green bubble texts Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually no. I best not. I best not mention messaging apps to somebody that uses Android. Should I? Oh, they're so. so there are ten seven. from Google.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just use. You know what? This is probably. Um, the only reason I don't use it right now is because cause Facebook broke it. Um, but up until now, I'd been using Facebook Messenger for my texts and my Facebook Messengers. <gasps> right?
1: <laughs> so Facebook know everything about me. Well, to be fair, Facebook probably know everything about everybody, regardless of what you're using. But yeah, Jesus Christ. I was trying to explain this to my um, other half the other day, because she's a massive Facebook user. And she right. was just like, yeah, so... I just don't think that normal people care. You know what I mean? This blatantly, I think everybody, if you listen to this podcast, you know that Facebook's like the scum of the earth. They're just like trolling everything, scraping all the data. I think they probably know more about you than the NSA do. Um, But I just don't think normal people are bothered. I just don't think they care i was trying to explain it to the other thing it's not one of those things that's kind of like broken through into everyday news yet
0: yeah and it's it's and the, the title of this episode is called i don't want to defend face uh, i hate to be the one defending facebook um and, and the reason i tell that is because i i came up with a title like last week um but They've done some things this week, so I am not going to be defending Facebook. But before they'd done that, <laughs> <laughs> before they did all the scumbaggy stuff, when they were just uh, leaking people's information left, right, and center, um, like it, it, seemed kind of blown out of proportion in the sense that because you know there was the Cambridge Analytica have all of your information mm-hmm. kind of deal, and yeah, the thing with about that for me
1: was you were technically agreeing to it, like the fact you didn't. Yeah, Cause, kind cause of. Because it tells you... Yeah, it, it was one of those terms and conditions things, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: So it's it's not like they were literally like leaking your data to them. Like, it was, you'd get the little... Because I know the notifications are terrible and it's sometimes really unclear to see like what you are giving up right because sometimes it will be yeah. like we're going to give them your email address and first name and you're like yeah sure whatever and then sometimes it's we're going to give them all of your information and the two screens look practically identical until you look at the fine print
1: um mm. but it was yeah i mean it was it was a uh, if if i'm right in remembering it was a facebook like app on the website wasn't it it was a quiz yeah a facebook quiz play like farmville and all that sort of stuff on facebook um and i think the privacy stuff was spectacularly less stringent then um Mm. so yes it was technically something that people agreed to however they've just kind of provided them all the all the data and carried on providing them all the data. I mean, you look at something like um, Nilay Patel at The Verge was saying, obviously, when they had a Verge app back in the day, like 2013, 2014, yeah. I think it was, um, one of the ways to sign in was like a social sign in. So you just go sign in with Facebook and whatever. And they went to check their app because they're sunsetting it. And they were like, holy crap, look at all this people's data because – like they've, it's never been switched off. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I, I wonder how many people signed up for something y- ten years ago and are uh, and are not aware that they're still giving out their data.
0: I actually used it as an excuse to sort of—I didn't delete my Facebook, but I like purged everything within my yes. Facebook. So and I underline unliked... that. Yeah. Uh, Facebook
1: still know everything. Yeah, I know that it, Facebook knows that. There's a couple of documentaries but... on Netflix where <laughs> the guys like, ask for their data. And even stuff that you've kind of, even statuses that you've like half typed in and then gone, oh no, screw it, and deleted it. Like, the, they know the information. They know that you were going to put that on Facebook. I actually downloaded my Facebook
0: data completely unrelated to the whole, like this was about a month ago. So this was before the whole. Facebook story broke. Like I just randomly downloaded my Facebook data because mm. uh, I'm a internet nerd who does weird stuff. So let me see if I can find it real quick. I'm does like... that
1: gives you the ability to go back and then just like easily delete stuff?
0: It doesn't. No, it just gives you like it's it gives you like the HTML. Like it basically gives you a download of your Facebook profile. Right. Okay. So it'll be like please wait fifteen minutes or whatever, and we'll send you an email once it's ready to download. I'm yeah. not sure where
1: I saved it. Because um. to be, everybody goes on about Google and collecting data and stuff like that. But if you go into their privacy tools now, it gives you the permit, gives you the ability to just kind of go, no, I don't want you to know this. I don't want you to know that. Whether it actually deletes other servers is a different question. But to um, to to show how they should have done it correctly, Google yeah. is actually doing a pretty good job.
0: And Facebook allows you to delete. They have like a, I forget what it's called, like an activity tab or like a timeline tab. It's called something like that, where it gives you like a list of everything you've ever done on Facebook, and you can delete Mm -hmm. it through there. But you have to delete each item individually. Yeah, Um, which people are not gonna. No, so I actually have a uh, browser extension, but I had to keep running for two days um, because there was so much stuff that it had. Because first, like, had to scan the whole thing because I only wanted to delete anything that wasn't a status update or something. Um, well, no, I only wanted to delete status updates that were more than a year old. Right. Uh, that's what it yeah. was. Because um, cause, I did this for my Twitter as well quite recently, where I deleted anything that was more than three months old. Because realistically, like, normal people aren't going to be looking at my Twitter like for tweets that were more you're than three months old. You're just scared you're
1: going to become famous, aren't you? And then the no. people are going to go back in time and do everything <laughs> like they do to Donald Trump. Yeah, it's, it's that
0: kind of thing, Yeah. <laughs> But, like, you know, the only people looking more than three months back are people who are, I a either looking to make me look bad or, B, like, potential job interviews or something. And the fact yes. that in 2011 I tweeted about how much I love the colour blue isn't relevant. Well, I still love the colour blue just because you can tell by the colour of everything on this channel. Um, it's just EasyJet. not relevant.
1: Uh, I, that job at EasyJet's just gone right out the yeah, window now. that's
0: it. No more EasyJet. That's, that's it. That's done. But yeah, it was just like there's nothing there that I look at and go, "Oh yeah, that's that's worth keeping." <laughs> like I have, I also have a download of my old tweets, and they they're definitely me looking at them, going, "I can't believe I tweeted that and thought I was cool."
1: Like, oh yeah, cause, I, I um, there was a craze a couple of years ago of using time hop. Do you remember yes. time? Oh, hop? of course, it's like an app. There are people and, who like, still every... use it, like in my social oh, circles. Yeah, yeah it uh, it used to pop up like every day and just like at 6 years ago you did this and i'm just i was just like i don't want to be reminded of that thank you delete yeah so i've got a html version of all my tweets
0: and then there are things like um let me see if there's anything sp- spectacularly embarrassing cuz most of these are just links to like blog posts i wrote yeah yeah, yeah. most back when that was i would written. i would say if
1: i went back and did mine i mean i um whatever they call it, deactivated my Facebook ages ago. And I hadn't used it for months and months and months and months and months. And with, yeah. I spoke about this on, on the uh, Bring Your Own Device podcast, which you all should subscribe to, by the way. Um, yes, I, you I should. Have actually
0: actu- using- what, what I will say really quickly, sorry to interrupt, but I have actually been listening to it since you were first on. There, there's, I can, sh- I can show you it, actually, because I have if I pull up my phone. There are 12 podcasts I'm subscribed to one of which is my own, technically. Um, but I love how the moment it tries is. to focus Bring on your my device. screen. But yeah, it's it's also, you know, top right. You know, I actually yep. use it. To, I think I mentioned this to you in a, in a message, but I use it to kind of keep me grounded in the world of iOS <laughs> because <laughs> that is, it is almost literally my only source of iOS information. Um, oh, George. Because, like, you know, unless it is Apple release a new iPhone, like, I don't, here I just don't care. It's not even that I don't care. It's that um I I have I, I try not to make my Twitter an echo chamber, right? hmm And yeah. I'm subscribed to I follow like the virgin stuff. Um so so I try my best. Um but when you're when I'm actively looking for news on Samsung or, you know, Huawei or whoever, like I'm not usually actively looking for Apple news um so yeah, so the byod podcast gives me the equivalent of sort of actively looking for news myself without having to
1: good yeah we spoke about facebook um quite a while i've actually started using it a little bit just recently and only for the fact that we were looking for builders and they all only had facebook pages mm-hmm. um so I had to. I was like, "Oh God, I'm going to have to like activate my Facebook page." It has not changed in like the year that I I have not been using it, um, and I'm waiting for the uh, builder to do it also, D- like finish whatever he's doing, so I can delete it again. Because I am yeah. so much happier without using that cesspool of stuff. Um, but it, I've always had. We've always well, we've always known, as in we, the, the, the royal we, the, the the kind of technology sphere, we've always known that Facebook has been a bit in, untoward, haven't we? Yeah. We've always known that their ethics are very, very questionable. I mean at, at one stage in on iOS they were playing silent audio so to keep the the uh, app in the foreground so yeah. I'm presuming so it could do something that it wasn't supposed to be doing. Um and that was something that was relatively obvious for somebody to spot because I, I had it exactly myself. When I did use Facebook, I'd be listening to something on my headphones, open Facebook and the and the, the audio on the headphones would be like half the, the thing. And I'm just like, no audio is playing. And even when you close the app, it would still carry on. So we've right. always known that these ethics and stuff were very, very questionable. And it it doesn't take much digging to find out that most of this stuff has been related to adverts. Um, there's an excellent book by I can't remember that I can't remember the guy's name but called Chaos Monkeys, right? Um, and it he, he was by a guy that was basically that that started all this kind of ad tech at Google. His company was acquired, in good old Silicon Valley sort of style, and it, it, he left because he he just didn't want didn't like the way that Facebook were were using his kind of inventions and code and stuff going forward. But I don't think we ever really knew the scale of what they were doing and ultimately something which seems pretty trivial collecting people's data has been used to influence elections and there's no two ways about it it's been used to to do it not only in the u.s but i i solely believe that it was detrimental to the brexit vote
0: yeah it, no
1: offence to anybody that bro- voted to leave. That's, that's I don't want to get... Don't at me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't care what you voted. Uh, direct, it, direct, it was, direct all your hate uh, um, at Paul Stubbers. I'm sure he can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not care, I don't care what you voted, but th- these, these sorts of information, it, it's not useless information. Fair enough, it's not going to be sold to hackers that can hack into your account. But if personality profiles is something that politicians and stuff can use to influence elections, then we all have a problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've, it It was, it was a really bizarre cycle of events where it started at Facebook kind of denying it to me like, yeah, pff, no, that, that's almost impossible to do on Facebook. Like political adverts. Yeah. Right. And then they went, okay, so maybe there were like one or two of them. And then they went, No, wait, yeah, there was was quite a lot of them. Yeah, that happened frequently.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we only really knew, and I only really took it seriously when I think we were recording the podcast or something. No, actually, I was in the pub, the good old English pub with... uh, with a friend and I was just like holy crap the police are at Cambridge Analytica in London. Right. And then all of a sudden it kind of just exploded from there because they were they it, it all became very real after then and then Facebook started to backtrack and go well actually it turns out they might have had some data but we told them not to a couple of years ago and they assured us they deleted it all um and it's it's just spiraled into something where I don't know whether you'll agree George but it's clear to me that Mark Zuckerberg is just not a very good CEO of a of a company this size. Um, yeah, yeah, I Well, I, I,
0: I couldn't. I can't say he's a bad one outside. Well, outside of quite a few really damning pieces of, you know, yeah. uh, outside of all the things he's done wrong, he doesn't. Ha- he hasn't done anything wrong. Um, <laughs> but he hasn't done anything to, you know, come across Stop as a great a CEO.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Uh, but no it's it's bizarre because you know he was there was the situation a couple of days ago where there were people trying to pressure him to either resign as mm. CEO or I think I forget what the what the other thing was. They were like either resign or something else and he just said no.
1: Um he was like nope, staying. There's nothing you can do about it. Um mm. and then But none of his answers to kind of questions have ever been he He's never done anything meaningful, do you know what I mean? This is the time where someone like mm. a, a Sundar Pachai or someone like that kind of shows strong leadership and kind of affects the the turn of events and it, it, he just kind of shied away and just didn't really answer any questions and just kind of well he actually lied to some of the questions and they've gone back and deleted some of his messages or something on facebook i was reading today
0: yeah so this is um this wasn't just Zuckerberg. i think that the uh the case being mentioned specifically is just sucker is they're talking about just Zuckerberg, but this is actually something that they did for most of their board members where right. um, over the last couple of years, board members were able to delete Facebook messages from the recipient's point of view. So currently, okay. if I send you yes. a message and I delete it, like it will get rid of it on my phone, but it stays on yours, right? Yeah. Um, so what Facebook executives were able to do was they had like a switch that would go from delete from mine to delete from Facebook servers, essentially. Okay. Um, yeah. so you know you'd send someone a message you go oh wait I didn't mean to send that you hit delete and it deletes on both ends. Right. Um, so they've been stripped of visibility as of you know whenever it was like last week. Um hmm. and uh, partially because it broke their own terms of service and also because apparently this is a feature they're bringing like this is clearly how they tr- decided to you know cover themselves. It was we're going to bring the feature to all users later this year. Um, so we 've decided that until we bring it to everyone else we 're not going to let the board members use it until then they haven 't bro- they haven 't broken any <laughs> rules like we, they were just, they were essentially beta testing this tool yeah
1: yeah like, they were just testing
0: yeah.
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Their ability to be able to do that. I, I'm presuming they use Facebook to communicate internally and all that sort of stuff, and it, I can kind of see where they're coming from. I mean, if they if they send the wrong information to the wrong person or whatever, they can just kind of go, nope, never happened. Um, but clearly, they were using it for purposes other than that, weren't they?
0: Yeah, and it was um, yeah, so it was Facebook executives who could, um, and I quote uh delete their own messages from other people's messenger inbox. Which is always fun. <laughs> um it's a feature <laughs>
1: it's a feature not a bug.
0: Yeah. And I can and actually I think um they have something similar that is a bug and not a feature. Where because um I, I mentioned Facebook breaking their SMS thing. Uh what's happened is I now can't see any text messages through the Facebook Messenger app unless it's the most recent thread so right. all other SMS messages just disappear like I can see it through any other messenger app so I'm just using the built-in Huawei text messaging app now but it's really bizarre where I sort of you know I'd go to find a text message I'm like where'd it go I, I what and so I'd go into the <laughs> regular messages and there it was, I can imagine that's like, well, how it was just
1: Mark Zuckerberg just going yep <laughs> give me that data yeah, maybe so like, that's quick,
0: put it back <laughs> he's looking for it, put it back <laughs> Oh man. And then it, it only got worse as um this this is something that happened in two thousand and four and was reported by a business insider in like two thousand and ten. Um but I, I found it sort of resurfacing recently. Um where in two thousand and four Mark Zuckerberg broke into a Facebook user's private email account to see what they were saying about him. Um Ow. and the way they the way he got in was what was so terrifying. Because this is in two thousand and four, so Facebook's passwords were encrypted. I like to hope, but what wasn't what? encrypted and what they stored in plain text was um, failed password attempts. Wow! So, <laughs> so what he did is he looked at this user's failed it, it password would attempts. Take genius to work out right?
1: what the actual <laughs> password was, wasn't it?
0: Well, not even that. It wasn't that they actually used like a different password for their email and for their Facebook. Yeah. So, you know, if the first time you type in your password, like, you know, when, this is back when I used LastPass, but, you know, I type in a password and be like, oh, no, because I'd had you know, I had like a set of five passwords yeah, I'd yeah, yeah. for everything.
1: You're like, so, oh, no, that's not my Gmail one. That's my right. Twitter one or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what he did is, you know, this person had, you know, typed in the password for her email instead of her Facebook account. And, you know, just kind of copy and pasted that and went, oh, cool. I'm in her email. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. It's. Um, I can imagine this is just the tip of the iceberg of stuff that's gone on in. In, in if they're willing to do this kind of thing to users, us, I mean, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, and I, and and I know it's dramatized, but also the social network didn't exactly shine. Mark Zuckerberg in the kindest of lights.
1: No, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. The, a lot of people go on about this like Silicon Valley, like programmer sort of uh, way of life, isn't it really? It's not even like a personality. Um, I'm hoping that this kind of shines a light on, on things and, and people like Uber and, and Facebook and all those people with more than questionable ethics just can't get away with this sort of thing anymore. Um, Did you see where they were collecting data from Android users' phones with, like, call history and text messages and everything like that, even though they hadn't technically said? You know, back in the day where the permissions were just, like, all or nothing? Yes. Um I can't. I can't for the life of me remember what it was. I think it was like Kit or something around there, wasn't it? Where they that, changed. There was
0: a point where they went from yeah, and and then they changed it again in Oreo from being instead of because even it wasn't it wasn't all or nothing anymore, but it was like as you installed it, it would tell you everything, as yeah. opposed to being mm-hmm. able to what what iOS does really well is the first time it tries to use it. It tells you it's yes. trying to use this. And I
1: think and I think Android does that now, doesn't it? Yes, it, it does is. that now. As you go along, it's just like, would you like me to use your location? And then you get a choice. And then if you try to take a picture, it kind of says, are we allowed to access your camera? And that yeah. kind of makes sense at the time, doesn't it? Because I remember using phones before and you put like, and a lot of the time the Facebook app was like pre-installed. Yes. So it, it, it already it, adds it was, kind of system was, permissions uh, and stuff already. Mm-hmm.
0: It was pre-installed on this. Um, and the only yeah. reason I noticed is because I don't use the Facebook app um so not only was it pre-installed but the app itself wasn't pre-installed it was let me pull this up right now if i go into my apps um because i could i was able to delete the app which confused me because i was like i didn't install it so i'm not sure why it was there but i could delete it so it wasn't a system app um Mm. so i did some further digging and they don't actually pre-install the app they pre-install um hang on let me find the name because i had to disable this separately to stop it from coming back it was called like Facebook Stub or something. So it was clearly just like a Facebook installer.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so there's there's a, there's a system element that obviously just grabs the latest app when you first turn it on or something, yeah. doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And and obviously back in the day when, when you first signed into Facebook Messenger, it was like, would you like to grant me permissions? And it basically it was just like everything. Um, and if you didn't agree to even part of it, I think at one time or another you could kind of bodge it on some of the cyanogen releases, I think, that would kind of half break it. But basically, if you wanted to use the app, you had to give them permission to just do what they like. Yeah. And quite a lot of people have downloaded their Facebook data and just gone, how the hell do they know all this? Because it's just just like text message threads, telephone calls, locations, all that sort of stuff. Um, There's a good podcast from Reply All, um, right. about like is facebook spying on you and you know there's this kind of what's well, become almost like a, an urban legend that people seem to think that facebook's listening through the microphone and then yeah. advertising whatever you do it and it's a bit of a black box. Facebook will never tell you like why this advert's being shown to you, but they kind of make a good estimation and speak to people that used to work there, which is quite a good thing. Which turns out they're not spying on your microphone because technically they don't need to. You should be more worried about everything else. <laughs> yeah, like
0: you know, we could, but it would, it would actually make our algorithm
1: less efficient. So we decided not <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it always makes me laugh when people are just like, "I'm not using Facebook anymore. Facebook's bad." Whilst messaging on WhatsApp and. Like and Instagram. Uploading a story to Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't use Facebook because I'm bothered about the the like my data. I don't use Facebook because it's a cesspool and it makes me sad. Mm. Yeah, I have you know I, mean?
0: I have two. It actually was it wasn't one, it was two. So there's Facebook app installer and Facebook app manager. Oh. Uh, so I think one just sets it up initially and one, you know, updates it um yeah. automatically. But yeah, and the Facebook app has actually started doing that by itself as well. Um, back, this was back before I deleted it, where the Facebook app was able to update itself without going through Google, the Google Play Store. Um, wow. Because so it, it was able to write over its own code, basically. So it would download the update and basically, like, you know... You can't even make
1: this stuff up. <laughs> it's it? ridiculous, Yeah. <laughs> And so cause... basically, you were installing a, an app that obviously was scanned by whatever they call. What do Google call their little uh, play protect? Like? I believe Let play protect. protect yeah. But like that. then it was just going directly over your internet connection and just downloading. It could be essentially a completely different app that's got completely different permissions and yeah. it can do whatever it likes.
0: Yeah. Luckily, it wow. does. Um, it does actively scan apps as once, like even they. It scans it whilst they're on your phone. So, it will scan them at like once a week or whatever, so they can't completely recode the the device. It's
1: possibly not as bad as it seems, but it, yeah. It's it's still not good. Like, because
0: the idea of server side updates in general just irk me. Because the fact that, because I think the Snapchat update was the one that reminded me of this, because I hadn't thought about it in a while, because a lot of applications haven't really done any major updates in a long time until Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, good job Snapchat making everyone hate you. Uh, Good job, good job. Are are you aware of how bad (laughs) their Android app is and how bad their excuse for how bad their Android app is? Uh,
1: Yes, only because I was (laughs) listening to um, a podcast the other day, something to do with they can't be asked to code for every single Android phone, basically. So they just take a screenshot of of the viewfinder. Yeah, so the they, t-
0: they take a screenshot of a viewfinder. But the the funny thing is that um, this is like four or five years ago. Google actually has an API for accessing the camera that works mm. on essentially all Android devices. Like I think yeah. it's it's harder. I think it might be exclusively the Huawei phones that doesn't work with, um, because they use their Kirin processor, and it might not work with the right. X and those Samsungs. But anything that uses a Samsung. Uses a Snapdragon processor, uses the Mm. Camera 2 API, and so I'm just I'm just sitting here like sitting here thinking that is a really terrible excuse. And not only that, but you know, Instagram before that was bought by Facebook had great camera integration on Android. So it's not like Mm. it's, you know, impossible in the same way that you know Snapchat being like it's literally impossible to support all of the cameras on Android. Like it's not
1: no it, it's it's definitely not and it it might have been ten years ago, but it, yeah, like you say, most of the APIs and stuff, and I'm sure if you went to Samsung and just like, "Look, can we have access to your camera?" They would be like, "Yes, Snapchat, no problem at all, mm. because what we don't want is Snapchat to not run on our phones
0: because I think it might because I know that it is it actually works on a pixel two and maybe the s nine and s nine plus." because it right. is it is coded properly for a couple of android devices but for mm-hmm. everything that isn't pixel and maybe samsung flagships it just it, <laughs> it, takes, well, takes it isn't time.
1: phones that possibly the demo that possibly the development team might own right i think that developers. might
0: literally be it yeah the two <laughs> android developers one has a pixel one has a samsung and they're just like
1: oh cool <laughs> oh man Uh oh, good old snapchat it is, uh... They could have been owned by Facebook by now. Uh, what a world we would live in! Oh man, that would have been
0: t- terrible. Frankly, I feel like if, <laughs> if if Snapchat was owned by Facebook, I wouldn't have bought the sunglasses because I think you're aware of the fact that I own spectacles. You know their video yeah, sunglasses. You and
1: probably four other people in the UK. <laughs> yeah, I was actually. I remember sure... when they were they were they used to be on eBay for like ridiculous money, and now mm-hmm. you can basically just like get people; they will just give them to you.
0: Yeah, they were. I was literally the first person to buy them in the UK because um, I, I I received a tip off like the day before
1: they uh, brought out the vending machine. Which it being, I was going to say, did you go one to those weird vending machine things? Yeah, yeah it was by the vending I'm machine. Guess it was in London somewhere. Yeah, do
0: you want to know the best part? Because you know, this is Snapchat. They had a they have some form of a sense of humor. It was right next to the London Eye because they're oh, sunglasses. Yes. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> was, I remember like getting the tip off the day before like hey by the way snapchat are gonna release the vending machine tomorrow at 2 p.m or whatever and just and i was like oh cool where and they were like just next to me at london Eye, and like the moment it hit me i was like oh
1: please tell me you're kidding please tell me that was just a terrible joke (laughs) (laughs) so what you just queued up or you just randomly wandered around and were just like that looks like a vending machine
0: uh no so they have like they had balloons attached to the top so you could see it from a distance um, so it was right. quite easy to find, and I I turned up like half an hour before because they didn't actually announce it until like five minutes before it was turned on, because they turned right. it on at like two p.m. or whatever, and I turned up at like eleven thirty or something, and I was the only one there. So I I you know bought a <laughs> pair and then as I left, it was actually quite a queue, and there were some members of Snapchat staff because they have a office in the UK. Um, so all the staff were wandering around and I'm not sure, I never checked but they did take a picture of me like buying them and
1: like opening them so I might be all over the Snapchat socials and not be aware of it. You you should (laughs) have done what everybody else did and buy like three pairs and then sell them to the people at the back of the queue. The queue wasn't even that long I'll be completely honest with you, the queue was like (laughs) ten people and you know buying them took uh, like two minutes. David Pierce at, at, uh, I think he was at Wired at the time, bought some for like $1,400 Fourteen hundred dollars or something stupid like that, because obviously at the time you, it was like the hot thing, wasn't it? That you couldn't get hold of, but you yeah, know yeah, there, there, there this, was a point yeah, where I'd have paid double. There. <laughs> there was a point where I'd have paid
0: like two hundred for them, maybe two fifty. Um, but yeah, I'm not, just going to shake my head not and discuss. Well, th- the thing for me is I've actually been using it for. They've made it really easy to export them out of Snapchat, right? Because when when the when it first came out. Um, it was really hard to get the videos out of Snapchat. And the easiest way to do it was to actually, if you had a rooted device, you could go into the directory where it was imported into and literally just copy and paste the files out. Um, yeah. So they've now made it way easier to export the video. And I actually use it, well, I don't use it. My dad used it while skiing a bunch where A, they function as sunglasses and B, they function mm-hmm. kind of like a GoPro. Um, so he had them yeah, on and use yeah. them. And, you know, it they're cool and I do use them occasionally. And th- th- when I bought them, I bought them with the justification in my head of they're also technically the second most expensive sunglasses I own. <laughs> and cuz i have like a bit of an investment not even that it was just that like worst it's not like a smartwatch where if it breaks like or if it, if my smartwatch runs out of battery like cool it's now just a, a random weight i have on my wrist yes if my yeah. they, if my they, they, they do actually still work as sunglasses exactly yeah. so for me it was like worst case scenario i've spent 130 pounds on a pair of sunglasses which still makes them my yeah, number 2 sunglasses i guess,
1: I guess it's not the that bigger deal in the grand scheme of things, is it? But I've seen. Did people... you get the?
0: Did Did you buy black ones? Yes. Yeah, I got the black ones. Good.
1: Because yeah. yeah, if you bought yellow ones, I was just going to no, no, no. Shake my head even more.
0: No, no. I, I'm not. I'm not extroverted enough to rock yellow spectacles. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs>
1: I once got a, I once got a pair of uh, bright yellow Coca-Cola like promo sunglasses given to me, and I rocked those for all of about four seconds. Yeah, and then I threw them in the bin. <laughs> it's just like yellow
0: sunglasses. Nope. I got a pair of bright red Nissan sunglasses and did the exact
1: same thing, where I rocked them for about five minutes, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm done here. Just chucked them. <laughs> that that uh, moment in time where you are just like, "Yeah, I can totally pull these off," and then you catch yourself in the mirror, and you are just like, "Yeah, I look stupid." <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's
0: it's such an instant thing from because, like, you know, usually there is that buffer, right? Because there is a zero percent chance, actually, no, there is a one percent chance that you look back at a picture of yourself from a year ago and go, "Why did I ever think I looked good like that?" <laughs> you know it'll be like a t-shirt that you used to you're like why did I why did I ever wear that t-shirt it looks terrible right somehow All like
1: the time,
0: bright yellow sunglasses bring up that like one year effect within 10 seconds where you look at them and go why did I think I was rocking these like 5 seconds ago I'm an idiot here
1: Yeah, I just chuck them why did these even make it onto my face I should have just looked at them and just gone no <laughs> oh man so, George, you've mentioned about fourteen thousand times you have a Huawei phone. Yeah. Uh, if it's a P20 Pro in Twilight, I'm fin- I'm just ending the podcast now. It's not so in I Twilight. Um,
0: it's not in Twilight because Vodafone only has them in black. Um, yeah. So it's not everywhere else at the minute. Oh, is it? Where where can you buy a Twilight one from? Uh, China, probably. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> uh, I'm not sure they actually brought it to the uk to be completely honest with you because i know they have a couple of variants it's it's also not in the u.s because uh god knows you can't buy hawaii huawei, huawei phones in the u.s anymore
1: oh yeah um, this, this um this fear of huawei it's like the new red fear isn't it it's i just don't get it i don't get it this american thing of uh chinese companies but um so you've got a black one have you
0: yeah i'm going for the black one Um, So I currently have the Mate 10 Pro, which I bought merely two weeks ago. Um, So I I bought it intentionally two weeks ago because I knew the P20 Pro was coming. um, Mm -hmm. And I was due an upgrade and my S7 Edge is absolutely demolished. I'm not sure if it's up there or not. No, it's downstairs. Um, I broke it just before I went to, Hong- uh, to Georgia for three months. So it was completely shattered. There was like a bright red line running down the screen um, where a couple of shards of glass were like pressing on the display and causing some distortion. Yeah. And so in my head, I was like, you know what, screw it. I'll get the Mate 10 Pro. If I really like the P20 Pro, then I'll just call up Vodafone because I'm still within my 30 days and I'll just exchange them. If not, right, then yeah. I'll keep this. Um, and so, you know, Huawei were announcing the P20 Pro and I, you know, it was Okay. And then the the camera was just unignorably amazing looking. And mm. so, because I use my phone for photography, primar- like, the only reason I got this was because of the cameras. Um, yeah. Over, you know, most other relatively budget Android devices. Because this is now, like, £530. This is a bargain. All right. Um, oh, God. Because it was... Cause, I'd been considering getting the S9 Plus. Um, But that thing is like 900 quid or whatever. So this at RRP was £170 cheaper, and then they knocked off Mm. another 170 And I was like, well, I can't justify paying £340 for the S9 over this. Yeah. So I went for this instead. And then, yeah, so the P20 Pro, I saw the cameras, and then the the thing that snatched it for me, and I know that... um, you and Nathan were joking about this in the BYOD podcast, but the Notch Hide mode was the thing that snatched it <laughs> oh for God. me. That was <laughs> that was genuinely like there was that moment of like, oh cool, I can hide the notch. I'm gonna get yeah. it then.
1: Uh, as you'll be aware, George, I've have termed this the gingerbread toggle. Yes, yes, because instantly turns your Android <laughs> into a gingerbread phone. Yeah. I don't know what it is about the a nice, a notch. A nice black status bar. Oh. I don't, I don't get it. There's, there's two things basically. One, they're either saying that this was the right choice, Apple have just out designed everybody else, and put, by putting this notch in the screen is is the best way to go, or two, they can't design anything, so they're just going to copy Apple. One of those things has got to be true.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and it's and the the thing that I find interesting is that. If you, you know, you could, you could make the argument that they're technically copying Essential, right? <laughs> right? No. But no, you no, can't. No, no. That, <laughs> it looks completely different. Because um, you could, I mean, I, I don't know what the. I see that cluster. every time.
1: <laughs> I, I think it was Tom Warren that was on about something earlier on, and literally one of the first replies to every single tweet is like, well, technically, the Essential phone did it first. like, <laughs> No. And in actual fact, I'd think more of you if you'd done it like the Essential Phone because it actually looks better. Yeah, no, without a doubt.
0: And um, I I could, I don't know why. I guess so. I I understand why it's slightly wider than it is on the Essential Phone because Essential like hid the speaker on top of the camera, like above it. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So if you like look at it, the top glass and not actually flush with the edge because there's a cutout in the glass for it. So I understand why it's slightly wider. Um, and if they'd not mentioned the iPhone whilst announcing this phone, yeah. I'd be like, okay, I they, kind they of understand. They made a massive deal out of it, that, didn't they? They were like, it's that's 20% mm-hmm.
1: smaller than the iPhone notch. I'm like, right, so why did not you make it 100% smaller than the iPhone and not do it? Yeah. Because nobody thinks that is a good design. I hate it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but what I would give to get rid <clears throat> of this stupid notch on the top of my phone
0: yeah so it's it's just yeah if they'd made zero mention of the iphone 10 i i'm i would be like oh you know they the phone has been in design for a year and you know essential doing it as a let's see how much bezel we can get rid of and even that argument doesn't quite hold true because they decided for whatever reason to put the fingerprint sensor on the front uh um, yeah
1: which is bizarre. Yeah, because uh, it's, 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 it's right the, on this, the two, for the record. <laughs> the two kind of things together are just... I mean, the, the bezels aren't exactly the smallest thing in the world. It's got a notch in the screen, and then it's got a gigantic bezel at the bottom. I mean, do one or the other. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Why put the fingerprint scanner on the front of the phone with a physical button, and then take a notch out of the screen? Just It just seems weird. It just screams to me... Uh, dragging the coattails, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's one of those things, and then put a toggle in there to hide it if you want to. If you're going to make these sort of design decisions, just own it. Just that's one of the things that I kind of half appreciate with Apple. They were just like, no, there's a notch, get over it.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting because right. from my point of view, at least, I know that I'd have found that you know there have been a million apps that pop up that allow you to hide the notch. Right, yep. in the same way that there are a million apps that pop up
1: to, to disable the Bixby button, um, and there's actually quite a few apps on the App Store to put a notch in your screen, which seems <laughs> bizarre to me. I don't I don't, don't understand. I, it. I downloaded that app, it's because it's called uh
0: 10 out of 10, but the first 10 is an X, right? Because it's X out of 10. Yeah. Um, and I remember downloading that like on my S7 Edge, like just for just to like make just just because yeah just because (laughs) i ran it for a day until i was like okay that's that's enough of making this joke like i'm I'm done here (laughs) because i think what happened was it was the day after the iphone 10 was announced and i knew that my dad was going to be buying one so i like downloaded the app took a screenshot, because, you know, it's present in screenshots, and sent to, to my dad being like, hey look, I have an iPhone 10 now look at the cool notch out at <laughs> the top of the screen
1: And your dad blocked your number from then onwards.
0: Yep, that's why I'm not in the US right now, actually um, <laughs> My dad and my sister are currently having a tour uh, um, they went to LA then Vegas then so they're basically travelling uh, west mm-hmm. coast-ish Somewhere around there, I don't know. My US geography is not very good, I'm sure someone will hate me on Twitter, send me some death threats. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so we'll see how so... the P20 Pro looks. I'm just excited for the cameras, which again, look kind of like the iPhone 10. but you know what, I I I'm beyond caring at this point.
1: Like, they were just like, right, what could we do? I mean, to be fair, Huawei were one of the first ones to put two cameras in, weren't they? Was It, yeah. it was the P9, wasn't it, that mm-hmm. had the uh, black and white one and the stuff. And uh, I think that might have been the last Android phone that I had. I did buy a Pixel not too long ago, which was terrible. Yeah, I know um, that you used
0: the Pixel 2 for, I think it was a week, right, if I recall yeah, correctly? Yeah, my intention was <laughs> to like... Because right, you were like, I'm I really like the... <laughs> Because I just remember going from like one episode to the other. Because I'd like, I'd like doubled up on episodes one week because I'd been traveling. So I knew that I needed a bunch of podcasts. I didn't listen to the podcast for one week. So one episode was like, I really like the squeeze to assist thing. Yep. And then mm-hmm. the next week, you're like, okay, cool. i got rid
1: of the phone. I couldn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? That was a bit. That was a bit dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to do this big Android experiment for a month and and kind of write some long pieces about my thoughts and stuff. And after a few days, I was just like, no, screw this. <laughs> but yeah, the the P9 was actually quite nice. I liked it. Yeah, I I um I
0: have a friend who uses the P10 Light, um mm. and again, she really likes that. And this the this is quite good. And we'll see how the P20 goes. Huawei, Samsung, and Apple are in a unique position. Where you know Samsung are less so because most of the, their devices use the or at least all their US devices use the Snapdragon processors. But they're the only three companies who design their own processors. So you know Samsung has yeah. the Exynos chips. Huawei have um Kirin, Kirin, yeah, yeah. And then Apple have the A11 at this point. So they they have this advantage where they can. Closer, marry the hardware and software in a way that yeah, HTC or Lenovo or anyone else mm. can't. um So it's interesting when I see, you know, Huawei's smart AI camera capture thing. Have you seen that? That is, yeah, one yeah. of the most bizarre. I actually took a screenshot of this because I was taking a picture of my cat on this on this seat, and from a distance, because um, it can it can identify the subtleties between cats and dogs. Which I'm not sure right. why you need that, but apparently you need different photography
1: conditions it's depending on what. That's a quintessential Chinese <laughs> right. thing. It sounds like
0: one's food, the other is a pet. So, <laughs> oh,
1: <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but I'd yeah. like to point out that it was George that said that. Please don't
0: at me. Also, I lived in Hong Kong for three years, so I can kind of make that joke. I don't know. Um, yeah. But so I'd take the picture from close up and it saw it as a cat and you can tell it's a Chinese phone because I went to take a picture of a cat from a distance and it identified it as food. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, man. But yeah, it's the the shooting modes. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, But I don't know how I feel about I don't know how many cameras is too many cameras.
1: Um, I think Uh, it might be free. I I will not be happy until the whole back of the phone is filled with cameras, just at various focal lengths and Mm -hmm. apertures.
0: Oh, so you want one of those... um, What was the camera with, like, 27 lenses?
1: Uh, I can't remember that. Oh, it was was
0: 16. Sorry, not 27. The Fujifilm uh, XF-26? Yes. No, that's a lens. That's just a lens. Not even close. Uh, Wait for it. Uh, L sixteen, the light L sixteen. That's the one. Okay.
1: You you could say anything at this point. You're I, right. I, I, I...
0: So the light L sixteen had sixteen lenses on the back, which, you know, frankly, isn't enough, really, no. if, we're, if we're thinking about it.
1: I think they could squeeze at least another couple in there, and just make us entirely happy. To be fair, the the um... I can't remember the name of the company. It was a Israeli company that Apple purchased and they were experimenting with, uh, well, they'd got technology to marry up to like six lenses together. Right. Uh, various sort of um, light levels and stuff. So I, d- I don't think we've seen the end of kind of multiple lenses and stuff. But um, I always get the feeling that it's, it's probably a bit of a gimmick. I don't really use, the, it's nice to have the kind of, proper, well, kind of fake proper zoom on it, isn't it? Because it's the only way we're going to get a proper optical zoom on a smartphone camera, so mm. maybe there is room in there for three or four lenses with different sort of zoom zoom things and stuff, because let's be honest, most people now just use their phone, don't they? Um, yeah. I think the the, the point point-and-shoot camera market and I would imagine some of the DSLR market now has just been cannibalized by smartphones.
0: Yeah, and I, I know that um, Huawei's second lens i think because google uh not google sorry apples is two times whereas why i went for three times so they've yeah. kind of gone for that instead which i think i personally preferred lg's approach where instead of doing more zoomed in they had a more um
1: like a wide angle yeah
0: the wide angle lens um because mm. yeah if, I know. Cause there are I very very rarely she's... occasions when i want to get cl- that get something closer like the only time i could ever see myself using a three time zoom is at a concert
1: Yeah, I mean, there's quite a lot of situations where you're like, oh, that's a great picture, but then when you take it on your phone camera, you're like twice the distance away where that Mm -hmm. you actually, well, it appears to be. So I guess it's getting you in a kind of more natural position, isn't it? I know there's obviously advantages to using DSLRs and stuff there, um, portrait stuff on smartphones is still not great, so obviously you've got that sort of things. But the the vast majority of DSLR users that I see anyway just use it in fully automatic mode, and it's just like <laughs> almost like a willy waving contest to say, "Look, I've got this massive lens; I must be a yeah. professional."
0: Yeah, no, I, I like take you, most Josh. photos in well, I take most photos in auto as well, purely because like I I if I have my camera with me, it's there for video, not for photo, so. Same. If if I'm taking a photo, 99% of the time it's with my phone. they they are very mm. rarely occasion. It's only if I ever want like the actual bokeh that I go for my, you know, f 1.7 25 millimeter lens and you know set it up with manual focus and all that jazz. Like it has to be a very specific image I'm going for for me to not just mm. take my phone out my pocket and go, okay, cool, done.
1: Yeah because that's it, isn't it I mean <clears throat> the majority of the time I know when I've been to sort of trade events and stuff before most of the time you can just go click and that will do because you can crop it down and mess around with it and stuff when you want to it's only like you say when you you need a specific shot or you've seen something pretty interesting that you get a tripod out and waste 40 minutes setting your camera up with the right lens and god knows what
0: yeah it's um it's it's <laughs> It's a really bizarre willy-waving contest as well. The fact that I know there was a point where, and I think I I have a unique view on this, because this is, in Georgia at least, um, it's a country of very vain people. Like, just the entire country. Um, It's it's a country of vain people who don't understand technology, but think they understand technology. Okay. So, there was a very long time until probably about a year ago where almost anyone in georgia was of the thought process of higher megapixels guarantees better photos
1: i think that was genuinely the average joe's thoughts for many many years i know i know when i worked at carf and warehouse they were just like what's got the most megapixels hmm. and uh, we're, we're, we're almost getting to a point where
0: the camera doesn't actually matter and that sounds odd but if you if you sort of think about it all of these companies are have gotten to a point where they're competing on image processing as opposed to image taking right yeah definitely google have their and some would say they do it best because they pull off bloody portrait mode of one camera using some form Mm. of magic
1: essentially yeah, like, it is black magic i believe that there's several sacrifices a day in data centers around the world to to ensure that the uh, the roman gods of aperture are able to pre- reproduce these pictures i downloaded the
0: app onto my s7 edge just you know just to try it see what happens it was ridiculously good because again was i was it? comparing it with an iphone 10 and hmm. they like side to side they looked effectively identical and it was just ridiculous, because, you know, overall image quality was slightly lower on the S7 Edge, in part because it was two years old, and in part because yeah. I've, you know... Broken it. Broken it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, the, the bokeh part of it was essentially identical, and it was just ridiculous mm. to me. But somehow Google does it with sort of one camera and effectively magic.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, most smartphone cameras now are good enough, aren't they? And, yeah. And pretty much choosing between them, I mean... Um one of the biggest YouTubers over here, Super SuperSaf, does ridiculous videos comparing kind of galaxies to all sorts of stuff. And a lot of time it's just how you want your picture to look. We all know that Samsungs are going to be a bit punchy and probably a bit oversaturated. We all know the iPhone's probably going to look a bit muted but probably more natural colours. And I think Google is probably somewhere in the middle depending on what sort of picture you're taking. Yeah. And it's only a matter of time, I think, before Google's, ability gets to a point where it will know what type of pictures that you like and kind of changes the pictures that you take depending on like what you do so i could snap exactly the same picture stood next to you but it would tone it could say like i like more natural colors but you like more like punchy stuff and yeah. it would be the same image but they would know through machine learning and all that sort of stuff what i prefer because there was a stage at one time where I think it was the Samsung phones, the, the images would look fantastic on the phone. And then when you actually take, took them off the phone and onto the computer, they looked terrible because obviously the screen was calibrated to make the pictures look great yeah. because nine times out of 10, people take a snap and go, oh, look at that, isn't it great? And then that's, that's all it ever gets used for.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see what they do. And I think it, it, they, they probably figure out through um, the reading of your gmail i don't know they're like oh, oh, ah, yeah, s- he sent his last 200 emails via his ipad he clearly prefers the <laughs> apple color you know
1: color space probably that's one of the only things that i cannot get away from is gmail oh it's terrible i mean I, I'm, I'm really not bothered that they read the email as long as i can search for something really bizarre like i'm like the search I'm is sure just crazy. crazy sent me an email about cats so if i put in that and it just finds it <laughs> just a really obscure search terms you're like I'm sure it was a Wednesday and it was something about yellow and it just appears you know what yeah. what I, mean?
0: just I have it with um, with Google Docs because they, they use the same searching for, for all their documents right and they oh. don't just search through the titles they search through the actual contents and yeah. I was like I wrote this thing like three years ago and I remember like half a sentence so I started typing in the sentence I remembered and it just threw it up like that yeah. I was like that That's is crazy
1: yeah, this, well, that's the exchange, isn't it? If if it's going to give me stuff like that, then then fine. But if you're going to start making me a racist and vote... Leave, oh, shit, sorry. I, I went there, didn't I? Um, <laughs> if you're going to start affecting elections, then stop it. Yeah. Uh,
0: Paul says, apparently, uh, here's some insider knowledge here, because Google literally have a conveyor belt of goats being dropped into a volcano for all the black magic associated with their camera app.
1: Ah, right, okay, awesome. Um, I'm presuming that came from some kind of people familiar with the matter.
0: (laughs) Yes, I assume so.
1: (laughs) That explains it then. Have they still demoed that? Was it at Google I.O. last year where they showed that kind of baseball image where they, through machine learning, removed the fence from the image? Have they got to that stage yet? I I know the
0: demo you're talking about, um, and I'm not sure um i know that snapchat now does that so if it does it might just be that i've not seen it around but you can do right. a very similar thing in snapchat where like i i'm not sure about like the fence specifically for that example but i've used it to like get rid of like wires and stuff and it does right. work very yeah. similar where you like sort of highlight the wire and it just gets rid of it oh, um
1: impressive.
0: so it's it it's is doable too. i'm not sure if google does it
1: well, they won't be able to do it much longer because their the, the Google guy of AI has come, gone to work for Apple Yes, for, a, <laughs> for about five days. And then when he goes, what the hell have I signed up for? <laughs> I can't do anything. <laughs>
0: yeah, it'll be like, we need you to be as good as Google, but
1: without any of the information. Yes, you're <laughs> not allowed to know anything about your user base. Yet you need to make sure that the, they can actually capitalize an I in a sentence and not put full stops everywhere. <laughs>
0: Oh man! Or just be able to. T- was it the letter A? Was that the bug? Like
1: it, it capitalized I to like a, a question mark and a weird no. That was, like a, I think it was an, I think it was an A and a question mark in a yeah, box or something bizarre. That's one. I can't remember what it did it to, but, but the way the, it happened was just hilarious. So. It does it all the time now. It just capitalizes <laughs> random words and all sorts of stuff. It's just I hate it. Stop it! Stop this weird mathematical rubbish.
0: That's why you use SwiftKey <laughs> <laughs> SwiftKey actually has this really good thing where, because um, it will, you know, download, uh, like, names and it'll download, like, trending topics onto your keyboard mm. corrections. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at any time, if you have any issues, you can, like, just reset it. So I right. had it quite recently where I get, like, really weird, like, sentences recommended to me. And then it also randomly, ca- it, at one point, it would randomly change is to id. Like, I apostrophe <laughs> T. Uh, D, sorry. And I'm like, that is not... Like, I get where you're going with this. Yeah. But <laughs> that's not what I was going for. I can type is with 98% accuracy. Especially because I type with a swipe most of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I'm pretty sure... And if you look in the context of this sentence, I'm pretty sure George is annoying makes more sense than George I'd annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. The the weird thing they've recently pushed out, this is currently in beta, is it has context analysis for your messages.
1: Okay. So what
0: it'll do is, you know, because you, you type within SwiftKey, right? So you'll type a sentence, hit like the gimme emojis button, right? So if I like type hello into my uh-huh. phone right now, hit the gimme emojis button. And what it will do is it'll read that sentence figure out the sentiment and try to suggest emoji to you so right, it'll be like oh okay. you might want to use this emoji um give it... <laughs> <laughs> and so you know it's useful when
1: you're being because this is in beta and it only came out like two I days can, ago I can see that really but... ending in disaster Some, <laughs> someone somewhere is going to type just after school good emoji <laughs> 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 oh man that,
0: that just that's asking for trouble yeah but it gives you kind of because it just like reorders the emoji basically in in context. Uh, right, but yeah. it's it's just like if if it's something really explicit, right? Like I am annoyed. Of course, it gives you like the angry emoji first. But yeah, you know, if if you have something with with a bit of subtlety in there, it just throws up random emojis and like it goes. <laughs> I think you <laughs> meant one of these.
1: <laughs> no, I do not want a hot dog emoji.
0: We'll see how that um, evolves with the data, I guess. But yeah, it's, yeah. I, I, we were discussing this on an episode ages ago where all apps no longer want to be apps. They want to be platforms. Yes. They, they, they want to people. do everything.
1: Uh, yeah. It's all about the social.
0: Uh, Google did take us actually on the subject of apps doing everything. Uh, Google took a step forward towards, I'm not sure if you ever had an issue with this. Uh, you might have, and it got me pretty close to annoyed at Android um, that apps could like set custom lock screens. Uh, so you may not have ever had an issue with this. Never
1: come across that. No, the only, the um, only thing that I ever like is the album art. So the album art is cool. Yeah, they could set apps could set their own lock screens. That sounds like yeah. a disaster. So it was fine for... There was an app called SlideJoy,
0: I believe it was. And you know how you can like get an Amazon app that's like an Amazon device for like 20 quid cheaper if you run ads on your lock screen? Mm-hmm. It was that kind of deal, where it would run ads on your lock screen and you'd get like a percentage of the revenue. So that was kind of cool. Um, and that that gets to stick around because the purpose of the app is explicitly lock screen related. So that's fine. Yes. But what mm-hmm. apps would do is they'd be like apps, like there was a um, fake version of um, ES launcher called FS launcher, uh, not launcher, sorry, File Explorer. Um, And what it would do is, you know, it was a File Explorer, and then you'd lock your phone. And, and, you know, when you go onto your lock screen, it was, you know, covered in ads, and they'd, they'd, you know, be promoting whatever,
1: (laughs) and... They, they, do, they, they should do the good old windows days where you go to close the ad and the, and the red cross moves yeah. <laughs> you have to, like, chase it the screen. Yeah.
0: there are sites that still do that, you can still get that in like web players and stuff and oh that's ridiculous yeah, or you, you end up to, like, like,
1: look your android phone it's just a big ad and you're like <laughs> um I, there is actually the <laughs> like, an unlock button you can unlock after go? you've watched this 30 second advert yeah, it's, oh man ridiculous
0: but yeah, luckily, so they're they're gone now, which is good. Uh, but yeah, because even then, like the Slidejoy ads weren't like thirty second video ads; it was you know the Amazon style like just image ad that you see whilst unlocking, as opposed to uh... yeah,
1: Tesco Tesco Mobile tried to do something similar for a bit where you could get money off your bill if you had like this app installed on your phone, which obviously showed ads.
0: Right, I know that um, right. Vitality it's all kind of wrong Vitality Healthcare. Had because we we covered this. This might have been like the second ever podcast because this is this is a while ago now. But they had um, if you used their app, you were um, you would get like ten percent off an Apple Watch every month that you met your target. Yeah, um, and what and what you'd do is if you bought it like through them, so if you like claimed it against their health insurance, you could use the app for ten months, and they'd basically pay you back the money for the Apple Watch.
1: All right, okay. um,
0: which was cool until the app stopped syncing.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so quite, they were like, ah, "Crap! All these people were going to get free Apple watches. What are we going to do? Uh, just turn it off. Just turn it off." <laughs> <laughs> so people were like doing
0: all the exercise and then not get the money back because the app wouldn't sync. <laughs> no Apple watch for you.
1: <laughs>
0: oh dear! It's a crazy world we live in, isn't it?
1: It, it is, yeah, um, and everyone blames millennials, um, which is a bugbear of mine. But um, I, I just advertising and stuff like that is just it's just a minefield now, isn't it? Sure enough, <clears throat> anybody that introduces anything, it's just going to be exploited by people that to show you adverts, yeah, lock screens and god knows what. And there is an argument to be made. And I, I
0: was listening to a podcast a while back. Um, and it wasn 't even like tech related or anything. I was just like having a discussion, and someone mentioned that um they mentioned in passing that and i hadn 't realized this until I kind of thought about it that adverts you know people want less adverts in their life, but it does kind of give you a sort of context of what 's going on in the world. if you were to ask me what 's what 's running in the cinema right now. I couldn't name a single film that's currently in cinemas because usually you'd know by watching an advert where mm-hmm. so, there's this kind of, there's filling in of social information that no longer exists where, you know, because you know, there a constant Coke ads. But if someone was to message me right now being like, hey, do you want to catch a film? I'd be like, I have no idea what films there are. I, I couldn't tell you.
1: Yeah, I guess so it's almost like it's that's the news source, isn't it? I guess that's the, that's where people get their information from. And I I often wonder because obviously the the world now is just filled with TV screens and, and we now have effectively TV screens in our pockets and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff has got to be funded and a lot of the content that we we consume has got to be funded by adverts so there's no two ways to get around it i mean most of the internet is basically provided by adverts isn't mm-hmm. it most of the content and stuff that you read is is ad supported there's there's no there isn't a, a very easy to navigate world that exists without adverts it's just the ethics and stuff behind it is is very very questionable and um advertising companies are not making one decent wage for people are they they're making like hundreds and thousands of billions of dollars yeah uh, in exchange for um whatever adverts they they do no, none of these ad ad companies are breaking even are they they're not just doing it to provide us with free content they're doing it to make obscene amounts of money
0: it is uh, it is literally google's main business
1: yeah exactly <laughs> and, and and that's uh, that's done a lot of good in the world. I mean, they're they're kind of um, moonshot projects and stuff. And they're, I can't remember the name of the company. They've got like obviously a healthcare company, haven't they? That that just does ridiculous amounts of research into yeah. all sorts of things like glucose monitoring, um, things that you put in your eyes. And they've they've made like fake skin so doctors can learn to do injections and stuff. Better and all that sort of stuff, which is all done by adverts. So a lot of people that get annoyed by kind of things, you've got to take into account all the good and stuff that they do as well, haven't you? I guess.
0: Yeah, and I do try to because there are certain. I I run an ad block, right? But um, I run it. I make sure to whitelist any content that I find to actually be good content, for for lack of a better phrase. Mm. Yeah. Because there will be, event, there'll be times where, you know, I'll be researching something and you go into a, a website and they have autoplay video that isn't even on the screen when you first load yep. up the website. Mm-hmm. Or even worse, there was, um, I think it might have been CNN. They had autoplay video that doesn't start until 30 seconds you, after you've got on the page. So you'll be right. like halfway through scrolling through, and all of a sudden this noise appears, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" And you realise it's autoplayed <laughs> some random video.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's just all those things that have kind of ruined it for everybody else, haven't they?
0: Yeah. <coughs> right, I reckon. We, uh, so we've been live for an hour and a half. Mm. Uh, also, real quick, Paul said it's not millennials' fault. Don't blame them.
1: Hashtag blame Greg. Uh, that's that's <laughs> absolutely fine. I, I mean, technically, I'm a millennial, so screw you, Bill. <laughs> I have to say, hashtag
0: blame Greg was the most hilarious situation. Yeah, it's random a... people actually joined <laughs> yeah. in. The first time I've actually,
1: <laughs> Cause... actually experienced
0: that. Because I, like, I mentioned it in passing on someone's stream. I was like, hey, uh, by the way, because it was it was Emily's stream, actually. I, I You were on the same episode as Emily once. Uh, yes. The Twitch streamer. So I was I was in her stream and I was like, hey guys, uh, if you have a second, can you tweet... Hash-? And I just did like hashtag Blake and Greg and then your username. I was like, can you just copy and paste this and tweet it out for me? And like a few people did it. I was like, oh cool, it's
1: yeah, guys. I was just like, who the hell are these people? What's George done now? God damn it. Oh, oh Paul makes a
0: good mention give me sport does the same thing where they have like a delay on their autoplay
1: video i actually wrote yeah, an article I, for give me and, sport and once. they actually and they actually um get around the ad block somewhere the amount of times i've just had to go in and like report autoplay video and it's still that, that even if you run an ad block on the page it still does stuff and it also plays random videos that have no relation to like the article on gimme sport that you're reading yeah that is I mean, one of the worst websites or, on the internet. And yeah. they do that thing where it's just like, guess what, you'll never believe what Ces Fabregas has done, and it looks no- there's nothing to do with the picture that they've used on the little caption or whatever.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think
1: clickbait in general
0: is just the most annoying thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I did, this is, you know, this is five years ago. So this is 15-year-old George um, published an article because this is, uh, I think they still run via you Are ca- you
1: still pretending you're young? We we all know
0: you're thirty. <laughs> you know what? The, I was at an event last week. Uh, wait, week before last, and there's a Bing have a age AI right? But, or well, it's not an age yep. AI. It's a demographic AI, and one of the demographics it throws up is age, because uh, it has like gender, um, age, and then sentiment. So if you're like smiling or frowning, whatever, mm-hmm. and yep. so, um when i use like because they have a web version that isn't in real time so if you if i upload a picture of me clean shaven it says i look 17 or 18 something like that Mm -hmm. when i was there two weeks ago i walked up to it and it thought i looked 36 Yep. and i was just like thanks bing thank you for not at all terrifying me and i think it is mostly the beard because
1: when i shave i do look 12 you should do one of those four square meme things where you just like <laughs> shaving halfway through and it's a baby at the end
0: <laughs> oh man. i I could do that. that's a good idea but yeah, so back in back in twenty eleven right so, oh no 2013 uh, i I was talking about twenty eleven i did so I'm not sure if you're aware of this um wait, hang on I, you mentioned this in passing um in one of the episodes of the b y o d podcast you're a arsenal fan, aren't you Arsenal Spurs, one of those I can't remember <sighs>
1: yeah. Arsenal.
0: That's one. So I'm a Chelsea fan, um, and we can we I, can no longer be friends. I'm <laughs> a, a friend. but, sorry. Beyond the point. The point being, I published an article five years ago talking about why Chelsea should stick with Fernando Torres. That that was that was the crowning achievement of everything I'd ever done. And people
1: and people actually believe what you write. <laughs> I don't know how you get away with this. <laughs> I was going to ask you what you thought about the P20 Pro when it comes. I'm just not going to (laughs) bother now. Stick with Fernando Torres, honestly.
0: (laughs) Oh man, yeah, maybe I'm actually a double agent, and I've just been—I'm a sleeper agent. I'm, you know, taking them apart from me. Misinformation, (laughs) fake news, George is fake news. Oh man. But yeah I was um I have a friend who's a West Ham fan um and I I like seeing West Ham fail because I find it hilarious because he gets really emotional because I I like I watch them if I remember they're playing but I'm not a very passionate fan like I've been to Stamford Bridge a few times but uh but you know I I I only support them because I was born like really close to their stadium and mm-hmm. um my so you like a... so that makes you a
1: proper fan then <laughs> yeah, right. Because you were born in the right place. Yeah, it's
0: cuz I was born like not only that, but um there it, my uncle um who is a very big football fan and has mm-hmm. season tickets to Stamford Bridge. Um so whenever I did see football live, it would be at Chelsea, so it was, you know, it was helpful. Um but I forgot what my original point was. <laughs> I've completely lost my original point. What was I talking about? Oh, no. Oh, hang on. Yeah, my friend who's a West Ham fan. That's one. Thanks, Paul. Um, he gets sort of really emotional about it. And I, I like seeing West Ham fail just to see how he reacts. Um, Jack, if you're listening to this, I love you, really. I promise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I want to see you in pain. Well, it is what I want to see you in pain. Uh, it's just it, it's just so funny. And like <laughs> I respect you as a person but it's just like let's be completely honest west ham never do really well right because i'm sure when they do really well that would also be great to watch but that's never happening mm. they're more likely to do really badly so <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what i have to put up with But yeah so he tweeted out like earlier today um about cuz chelsea west ham match was today ended one yep. all, and it mm-hmm. was it was one of those things where i was like i i'm beyond being surprised whatever happens with chelsea because they have a habit of being really good one season and really mediocre the next. I'm not sure how they do it. Yes,
1: but they do it. No. <laughs> mm. Try being an Arsenal fan.
0: <laughs> God. Oh man, I, I'd rather not. It's just frankly. averageness. <laughs> <laughs> there was you guys would have been three points ahead of Burnley had you lost today, which is hilarious on its own in its, it's own weird, right,
1: isn't it? Yeah, you can't really. You just cannot predict the football and stuff and then that like decent sides like Southampton are in the relegation zone. Do you know what I mean? It's just crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh, fun fact Paul is a Southampton fan now that you mentioned Southampton.
1: Oh uh, I was gonna I was gonna say Paul Paul's probably not a football fan. He probably just, like gets really emotional when like the synchronized swimming or whatever fails. <laughs> <laughs> But no
0: Paul actually um Paul he, he he went he went to wear a Southampton shirt for one of a shirt for one of a shows and I was like no get rid of that you you're not wearing this
1: <laughs> how about no
0: <laughs> but yeah he's uh he's he's uh he's more of a football fan than I am and he supports southampton um so if anything chelsea gain like 0.5 of a fan southampton gain 1 and arsenal have like negative 2 so yes <laughs> <laughs> at that point i think we're going to call it a show we you, know, you offend anybody else it was it was tech from beginning to end uh, Paul says he now likes you um, purely because you disagree with me.
1: Can't say I blame him. Um, <laughs> the friend of my no, no, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yep,
0: that's the one. So um, you're that's all very
1: well, Paul, but I still think you're a douche. So oh.
0: <laughs> it is great watching sort of because I, I'm. I hope that the followers are also aware that it is light-hearted banter.
1: But of course like, it is, yeah. I love Paul, really.
0: Yeah, but it is like, because, you know. But... I prefer the panda, but I, Paul's all right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. He, he now likes you more because I, I don't stop berating him for the panda.
1: So, <laughs> Yeah, so, George, we've had a bit of psychiatry for, for you. We've yeah. talked about Facebook, Huawei. Anything else you want to ramble on about? No, it's been technology from beginning to end.
0: <laughs> it's good to have you back, buddy. It's good to be back. And um, I'm I'm currently working on a video. Uh, I'm working on multiple videos, actually. Um, one on this, one on the P20 once that arrives. One on a smart wall clock I spent £100 on. Um,
1: smart wall clock sounds interesting.
0: Yes, and then there's also one where I'm going to be talking about my mini breakdown. So that'll be fun. Um, if you're not aware of that, I ran. I fell apart on Twitter a bit, like a couple months ago. <laughs> As most that, people do. <laughs> that, yeah, that's kind of what happened. It was, it was an interesting time. Um, but I'm back so now. There's one place on the internet you're going to fall apart it's definitely going to be Twitter. Well, from what I hear, it's actually Tumblr more so because that's just full e- of. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that still around? Oh no, it is. It's it's actually got more use, active users than Twitter. Oh. Um. Yeah, it's got more monthly active users than Twitter because I did a. I'm, t- I'm far too old to use Tumblr. Yeah, and I'm not female enough to use Tumblr, so here we are. Awesome. <laughs> I think Tumblr is 80 percent female, if I'm not mistaken. Awesome. Yeah it 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 is sort of ridiculously female based. Like it is a well known fact, but if you want to get to females on the internet, you do it via Tumblr. <coughs>
1: uh, Paul's logging into Tumblr right this second. <laughs> Paul at Tumblr.
0: It's uh, it's it's. I think it's their username dot because it works good. Because it's supposed to work like Blogspot, like that kind of deal. Oh,
1: I can't say I've ever used it. It's always been a, a Gen Z sort of thing, isn't it? It's like a hipster Tum- hangout.
0: Tumblr is a. It's one of those places where I'd never go if it was the death of me. Like. Yes. I I don't Didn't even have a
1: porn problem at one stage. I, remember, uh, I think it, I remember not at one stage. It
0: still does. I'm as far as I'm aware. I think that is still an issue, um, oh. or at least it was an issue like a year ago. Um, oh no, about a year and three months ago, um, because my ex girlfriend used Tumblr um, extensively, and it was it was a major issue back when you know when, when we were still together. I assume it still is. I don't know. Hmm. <clears throat> But yes, yeah, so Greg, if you uh, in, in the show notes we have links to your Twitter and the BYOD podcast website. However, wh- feel free to pimp them. What are you What are you working on? What's going on?
1: Uh, well, I seem to be podcasting all the things at the moment. Um, I've just done a test episode for a random gaming esque podcast called Pal Key, Ooh. Um, which I'm assured by my good friend Daryl who takes part in it. Um, is something to do with gaming and Metal Gear Solid. Um, so it's just basically an hour where he tries to convince me to play more games, right. and I refuse, which okay. is, 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 is all the fun. Um, and But everything else, yeah, just follow me on Twitter, G- at GR36, um, GR36.com. There is a GR36 podcast. We've done is two that? episodes now. <gasps> there is, yeah. What? what? Random, like, five- or six-minute rubbish about stuff um it's your, surprisingly um... Yeah. surprisingly easy to launch one now
0: yeah because um what's it called anchor isn't it that's about that. yeah
1: anchor is really cool dead easy yes oh here, that's
0: cool. i'm uh i'm gonna because subsc- I, I actually use anchor um because i was thinking of using that as an aggregate as my aggregation service this is back when anchor first launched because mm-hmm. anchor actually launched about the same time as the snappy tech podcast um so it would be about a year old now um and yeah cuz i was thinking of using that as the podcasting host and this is before yeah. you could upload audio to it and stuff so now it is a genuinely really good way to do audio only podcasts yeah yeah
1: you don't even need to edit it you can kind of just ramble on for a few minutes and they and they handle all the distribution to itunes and all that sort of stuff so yeah crazy um, crazy <laughs> but um yeah y'all should subscribe
0: Yes, I'm assuming the R in GR36 is the middle name.
1: No, it just spells Greg.
0: Oh. Oh, okay. Yep, I get it now. That is. Okay, yep, <laughs> okay. I mean, having 1G and 1-6 doesn't help, but okay, I see yeah, that.
1: Yeah, G-R- GR3G had gone. Oh,
0: okay. Because I'd been looking. I, I spend way too much time looking at people's Twitter handles. But um, if this is a question... But, uh, whoops. This is a question... And I'm but, not 36. If that was <laughs> the thing, I was like, did he make his Twitter account when he was 36? I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe he was born in 1936.
1: Yes, I was born in 1936. I don't know why I just went southern, like, from, from Virginia then, but apparently I was from Virginia
0: as well. Oh, man. But yeah, I... I I, I wanted to know, I don't want to ask, but now I know. It it spells Greg kind of if you squint and <laughs> kind tilt of, the screen kind of, sort of. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just I signed up for Twitter in like 2007 or something stupid. Right. And o- already like all the decent ones were gone. Mm-hmm. Um so it suggests something like Greg452p7517. Yep. Um so I thought long and hard, and I was just like, "What kind of looks like that?" And I was trying to work it out from like number plate typey stuff. Um, and yeah, GR three G had gone, so I was GR three six, and that was it. Fair enough. Here I was thinking you were GR
0: like GR one through thirty five were taken. And you yeah, kinda... that, was it. that was the.
1: Select- <laughs> I wanted to be GR one, but uh, all of them were taken. <laughs> Weirdly, I think there is a GR35, if I oh, remember Oh, is there right. actually?
0: <laughs> Let me check this. I
1: think so, something random. The, yeah, there is quite a few. G, there's a gr 35 uh, There 7. are no tweets, though, so you could probably take it if you wanted. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> there's a, GR, a GR35133. 3 3. Uh, these are all bots, aren't they, surely? Well, this one's interesting. Oh, GR, the, I want this June one, G, GR35 Turbo. What? I want that one. <laughs> these
0: random people are gonna oh i can't see gr35 turbo is there a zero instead of an o is that, is that
1: it uh possibly it's difficult to tell on twitter gr35 is nigel johnson hi nigel if you're watching if you are uh make <laughs> sure, twitter buddies. Make, make us your first tweet <laughs> Did you ever used to do that thing when you was a kid when you got your mobile phone? It's like, put your number in, but change the the last digit to like one up from yours, and just go, "We're phone number buddies." <laughs> no, but that, but um, when we moved back to the UK
0: from Hong Kong, we all got our phone numbers at the same time. Um, so you're all yeah. So you we were
1: you used to get you used to be able to pick your numbers. <laughs> so
0: this is before you picked your number, and it was actually our phone numbers were like mine ended in 127 because I was the third oldest in family but like my dad's ended in 126 um mm. my mum's in 127 mine in 128 and my sister's in 129 so the rest of the number was the same apart from the last digit yeah. and that was very bizarre
1: very bizarre so i'm i'm twitter handle buddies with nigel johnson yes you are no tweets i don't i don't like it now that it's not an egg <laughs> oh i i've i, I never even Thought about that? How do you? Yeah, it's not an egg anymore. The little thingy is like a, you know, like a. It's a blob. Gray, person it's a, outline. It's a gray blob. <laughs> he signed up in. Signed up in two thousand and nine. When did Twitter? St- surely they should start reclaiming stuff. Um, I think uh, you can apply
0: for it at that point. Uh, you can apply if it hasn't been used in like six months or something. There is um, mm-hmm. like if if no one asks for it, I think I'll just leave it as it is. Um, but if you. Because to
1: me, that you would go through and just reclaim stuff. Because I mean, anybody that signs up now is not going to be able to get anything even remotely close to what they want.
0: Yeah, the the only consolation for me is that Chachanize isn't a very popular name, uh, so G GChachunize tends to work. Which is having just said yeah, that, it's now going to be taken each... on everything. Great. <laughs> <laughs> just sign up for it. So, uh, it's probably going to be Paul. Now that I think about it, the next time I go to sign up for something is going to be like, oh wait, wait I claimed your username. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, on that note, I'm off. Right, Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. If you enjoyed this episode, you, very well. um,
0: you can subscribe to the podcast and catch it weekly again because we're back now. Uh, you can support us on Patreon, snpy.tech slash Patreon. If you want something a bit more casual, we have a coffee page at snpy.tech slash coffee, spelled K O F I, uh, which is a lot of fun. So go do that. Uh, check us out weekly, and we'll see you next week. When we have Paul and maybe some guests, I don't know. We'll see. Depends. Usually people don't like us very much. Not that I can blame them. (laughs) Akeba!